Okay, Boker Tov. Today's stuff is Daf Chav Zion in Megillah. We left off yesterday at the two dots, about four lines down into the wide lines. So we talked about, Misha said, if you sell a safer Torah, you cannot buy Sparim, anything, any, anything there's, there's nothing in the world that has, the, I mean, the base of Migdash, the Aram, but we don't have that today. Today, there's nothing more holy than a safer Torah. So if you sold a safer Torah, if you sold it, didn't say you could, right? That's what we're going to deal with. If you sold the Sefer Torah, you shouldn't buy anything less value than that. You should only buy another Sefer Torah with it. So does, it, does that mean you could sell a Sefer Torah? We'll talk about that in a minute. Can I sell an old Sefer Torah? Buy a new one. Right? This one's wearing out. We needed the shul needs a new one. What can you do? Since you're not going any higher, because you're only out to sell something in order to buy something of a greater value. Since there's nothing greater than the Sefer Torah, you can't buy anything holier than that. So there's nothing, is, there's nothing, there's nothing, a shul or anybody, anybody, a shul or an individual. Kivan l'malei oser, odilma, or do you say, kivan deleka l'eluye l'eluye, since there's nothing higher than, since there's nothing higher than, it's okay, in other words, do you say, look, you can't, you can't buy it because you can't increase the Kedusha, and we talked yesterday about possibly you can only sell, so you can only sell something in order to increase the Kedusha to buy something of greater value, or do you say, since there's nothing higher than that, this is the highest you can go, so there's nothing wrong with selling a safer Torah to buy another one. That's the question, and as we'll see, the question at the end of the day pretty much stands. It's my focus, what to do, but it pretty much stands. Tashmah will try to bring proof. Avamachru, Misha says, Avamachru Torah, like Misha says, if you buy a safer Torah, if you sell a safer Torah, you shouldn't buy Sparm with it. It sounds like Sparm Hudalo. You can't buy other sparm with it, meaning like a chumish or a nach. Hot Torah, batar, shabbat smash. But you could sell safer Torah. The more no, masdis and dievet. Our mission is b'diavat. If you did it already, if you sold the safer Torah, then the only thing you could do with it is buy another safer Torah. Kikim barlan lechachila. Are you allowed to sell a safer Torah? That that question still stands. Tashma. Golan safer Torah. You can you can wrap a safer Torah in the wrappings like the mantle. If I had a mantle of a chumash, one safer, and I took that and I wrapped a safer Torah in it, that's good because I'm going up in Kedusha. Also, I could take, I could wrap a chumash in the wrapping of a navi, uh, navi of a tanah, of nach. Why? Because I'm going up in Kedusha. But I can't wrap uh, a scroll of nach in a wrapping of a chumash. Likewise, and I can't take the wrapping of a Sefer Torah and wrap a Chumash with it because it's going down in Kedusha. The Sefer Torah is all five books. One Chumash is one book. Tony is what do you see over here? That golden Sefer Torah, that you could wrap a Sefer Torah in the wrapping of a Chumash. I could take a Sefer Torah and wrap it in the Mitpachat, in the wrapping of a Chumash. In the wrapping of another Sefer Torah, I may not. I cannot take uh, the, the wrapping of one Sefer Torah and wrap another Sefer Torah. And that's what it's mashma. There's no, the mashma, you can't do that. And that was low. And we say, but that's no proof. Why? Because look at the Sefer. It's You can't wrap a Chumash in the Matachs of a Sefer Torah. Hard Torah, but Torah, Shabbat, not me. It's mashma that a Sefer Torah you could. El Melak mashma. In other words, the Reisha is mashma one way. The Reisha is mashma that you may not wrap a Sefer Torah in the wrapping of another Sefer Torah, meaning equal Kedusha is no good. The other hand, mashma the same that you could, so therefore you can't prove anything. So again, we have no proof yet. Tashma. When you put things down, you have one desk, one table. What's the order? You know, you're not allowed to put a chumash underneath the sitter or underneath a nach. You always have to put the order. The chumash has to be on top, and then nach, and then the sitter, etc. 
So there's an order for it. You can put a Sefer Torah on another Torah, and you put that's the order. You can't put a Navi on a top of so, so what do you see over here? You could put one Sefer Torah on another one, so it's mashma if they're equal in value, like they're equal in value of Kedusha we're talking about, mashma maybe you could exchange it. So we're trying to extrapolate and say, since I could rest one Sefer Torah on top of another one, maybe I could also sell one to buy another one. He says, no, how can you compare? You're talking about placing it down, putting it down on a, on a table. There's no, there's no choice. You only have X amount of room. You've got to put it down somewhere. So if you got to put it down, you got to put it down one, you put a Sefer Torah on top of another Sefer Torah, you don't put it, say, you don't put anything else on top of the Sefer Torah. If you don't say that, if you don't say it's impossible, look at it this way. When you roll the Sefer Torah, think about it, when I roll the Sefer Torah, I'm wrapping pages on top of other pages. As you roll it, you're rolling one page on top of another. How can I do that? Again, how can I do it? How can I wrap it up? How can I how can I roll it up? I'm putting one dot on top of another one. This is impossible. There's no other way to do it. So you can't compare placing one safer tar on top of another safer tar when it was necessary for the room. You know, today you have an encoder, so you stand them up. Let's say you don't have room for that. You have to lay them down, and you only have X amount of room, so you've you got to put one on top of another. There's no choice. But that doesn't tell us about selling a safer tar. Tashma, yet another put. He says, clearly, you should not sell an old safer tar to buy a new one. You can't, so here he says clearly, you can't do a lachachil, you can't sell one. That's our question. Can you sell a Sefer Torah? I want to buy another one, a newer one, a better one? He says, you can't do that. He says, no, that's the Hasam Mishim So there, it's where the other Sefer Torah is not written yet. What are you going to do? You're going to sell it now. Then you're going to go to the sofer. You say, look, here's $25,000. You know, and you hope that in a year he didn't die, he didn't abscond with the money, he didn't, he finished it, whatever. You hope, right? But maybe he won't, or maybe he said, let's, let's invest the money meanwhile. We'll put it with Madoff. Maybe we'll make some money for the shul, right? <laughs> then what happens after a year? You got no money, you got no shul, you got no Sefer Torah. That can happen. There it's the pshia. There it's, don't sell it now in order to start working on a new one. But Kikam, our question over here is, I'm, I have a new Sefer Torah right here. Right? The, 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 the sofa says, would you like to buy this one? Sell me the old one and add another $1,000 and I'll give you the new one. There, it's, so it's not a question of, you know, maybe you're going to invest the money or you're going to lose the money or something's going to happen. There's our kikamina kagoda, the cost of a monarch. It's sitting here, it's ready. You just want to sort of redeem it. You want to sell one and buy another one, exchange it. So that's our, still, our question still stands. Toshma Rabbiachim Shemar Mayor. Aim Mokhan Sefer is a famous rule. You don't sell Sefer Torah, El Lumo Torah, only to teach Torah. In other words, to learn Torah, meaning I have no money. I have no money. So I have a Sefer Torah, but I want to go to yeshiva. I want to learn. I don't know how to learn. I gotta, I'm allowed to sell the Sefer Torah in order to support myself in, so that I can learn Torah. In other words, I can go to the yeshiva and learn Torah, so I can support myself and buy, buy food and clothing and lodging, etc. while I learn Torah. So you can sell Sefer Torah for that. Or to marry a woman. You have no money to make a wedding or whatever, to go find a woman. Only those are the only two things. And that's the Pesach of the Rambam. Eimok and Sefer Torah, Elumo Torah, Right. So we're assuming over here, assuming over here, Lulmo Torah is also, if, I'm selling, if I can sell Sefer Torah to learn Torah, I could also sell to Sefer Torah to get another Torah. That's the same thing. The Shema Minah Torah Torah Shavit Ami says, no, Dilma Shani Limud. It's different from learning Torah, Shalimud, maybe the Maisa. Limud teaches me how to 
if I learn Torah, I'll learn how to, how to perform the mitzvahs, and I'll do the mitzvahs. That's different than just having a Sefer Torah. Nobody said over here, you can't prove from over here that I can sell Sefer Torah to buy another one. Ishanami, it's important, it's part of life. Lo Sohubara, the Pusik says, Hashem didn't create the world for nothing. Lashevis Yetzar, to, to have children, to have a family. You're supposed to do that, everybody's supposed to get married. Aval Torah, but to sell a Torah for another Torah, you can't prove them there. You shouldn't need you sell Sefer Torah. Even if I, I don't need the old Sefer Torah, like we've got plenty of Sefer Torahs in the, uh, in the Aram Kodesh, you got an old one, you shouldn't sell it even if you don't need it anymore. Even if he doesn't have what to eat. Let's say he didn't, it says, let's say a person sells his Sefer Torah or his daughter. Why do people, you know, in the Torah, we talk about selling a daughter who's underage daughter. So, it's a terrible thing. Torah only allows it, you know, if he's poor or whatever, he had to. But even then, he's never going to see any bracha from that money. So the, the Gemara seems pretty clear that you may not sell a Sefer Torah, except for the two exceptions, to learn Torah, to support myself so I can learn Torah, or to get married. Makes no other exceptions, and so says the Rambam. Others say, that in cir- and under circumstances you could. But even here, the Gemara is very mocked and says, even to sell Sefer Torah in order to buy a new one that's not ready yet, no way. Maybe our question is, can you buy, sell Sefer Torah, buy a new one? The Gemara is not really post that child. The Gemara seems to indicate you may not. Obviously, when, necess- when it's necessary, some people do it. Or we talked about yesterday, Michael brought up, or Rick brought up the question, what about uh, a sofa? That's all he does. That's different, because there, you're writing it in order to sell it. Or you buy it in order to sell it. You're a dealer. I'd say you're buying it in order to sell it. That's different. But when you have a Sefer Torah for usage, your individual usage, either a yachid, either an individual or a shul, you buy it for your own purposes and you're going to use it in order to sell it, it's a big problem. Then you have to ask, uh, like you said, you ask a shayla sarab, and under certain circumstances the rabbi will be monitored. But it's a big shayla among the postkin whether you're allowed to sell it if it's not for one of those reasons, learning to or, or to get married. But, but the sale is chal. The sale is simply chal. The mission even said, if I sell it, what can I do with it? I can only, I can only buy another Sefer Torah. But we said, the Gemara said before, that's the Avad. We're asking, look at Chilam. Am I allowed to go sell a Sefer Torah? That's a problem. It's a real problem selling a Sefer Torah. Many of the say, say, you may not, unless those two circumstances, which is very rare in order to get married. I need the money to get married or to, or to learn. Very, 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 it's a difficult thing. Way, you can't do it. The easier way to, to enforce this halacha is the Chachamim They had said the sale is not chal. Right, so, so why didn't they sell well, the sales? I think sale is if I sell yeah, something yeah. that's stolen. All right, that's different. That's different because no, you could, in other words, because there are circumstances <laughs> when you're allowed to sell, so they can't make a rule and say in this circumstances is this circumstances right. not. They can't. Make, there are circumstances where you're allowed to sell a chilak. We just said to marry, get married, or learn Torah. So since there are circumstances where you're allowed to sell a chilak, sales certainly valid. I'm not going to say any sales no good. You're going to start fighting in court whether what his intention was. Well, that'll happen anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just saying said, a sale certainly is. The Gemara, the mission says. Clearly, if you sold it, what can sale. you do with it? It's a good sale. Mission says you could sell. Sure, that's closing down. Yeah. No. So they're not selling. So there, you could argue they're not selling it. They're just giving. They're gifting it. They're gifting. They're gifting it, or it's just being transferred to somebody else. But not selling it for money. The concern is you're going to sell it. As he said, one of the concerns about selling is they're getting rid of it, but they're selling it. They're getting well for it. No, they may not. not. They, no, no. They, they, they getting money for it. They may be getting. Money they may not be getting any money for it. They may be a shul like uh, Steve Blitz. I think when he uh, he found a shul that was closing down in Brooklyn, Westwood, and he brought that stuff Westwood. to uh, what? 
West, West, whatever it was, and, uh, and, and then he brought it, it brought it to his shul in, Mo, in, in whatever, shul, Many places do that, you know. So you, you, you put a plaque on the shul is dying out; it's in some old uh, black neighborhood or whatever. So they uh, they give it there, to a new shul in the place for learning Torah. Yeah, yeah, no, but they're not selling it. You know, Bechal not selling it there. You're just simply uh, you're giving it. To, you're moving it to the next person. It's 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 you're moving so it, it down the line. To be used. So it continues to be used, yeah, definitely. So there's all, so there it's not even selling it, but there are heterim, like you said, he asked a shayla about a certain sefer Torah, there are heterim, the rabbi could be matter, selling it under certain circumstances if the circumstances warrant it. But clearly, the Gemara says you may not sell it some, and he even says you can't even sell it to buy another one unless it's here. In other words, it's one of the reasons is because you're afraid, like, you know, they'll take the money meanwhile and something will disappear. Right. So that's one of the concerns. Okay, so Mishra says, Bechem Mosrei, and also, if you sell it, you can only use whatever you sell, whether it's Sefer Torah or whatever it is, a Chumash, you can only use something of a higher value. And even if you bought that thing of higher value, but let's say you had extra money. Let's say if the prices went down or whatever and you had extra money, that also must be used only for higher things. That's only if you sold it and you had leftover money. Let's say they raised money. Shul didn't have a Sefer Torah or they didn't have uh, an Aram Kodesh, whatever. And you snored money from the Shul. And they they, they snored uh, twenty thousand dollars. Cost that only fifteen thousand dollars. They had five thousand dollars left over. So you're going to say that could also be used only for an Oran Kodesh or something of equal high value. So there you don't say that. Go for they snored the money. Then it's mutter because it never really the, the money was never tofes yet in the kodesh. You for whatever you collected it for. The extra, let's the extra what? money. The extra let's say an extra five. You collected money for a chumash or for a nach or right. for a kodesh, and you had extra money. Then you're allowed to use that money. You don't have to use that for money whatever. only for a higher. You can use it forever, right? Even for non even non right. Then the money is extra because it was understood that it's only going to be used. Go most money. We'll talk say the Torah. But can open us. But I give money for a safer Torah, and, yeah. and then you use it to have a dinner for the shul. No, not for dinner. Something, something of kedusha. Like you use it for, uh, it could be used for a nach or for a kodesh so or, or to, to buy to buy the shul funds shul, for uh, bedeka bias. Bedeka bias. Okay, so that's uh, that. This thing. So, in, in, I wanted to be so then you have to. So if you only. So then if you only gave it. That's what I'm saying. If you only gave it for that purpose. Then you'd have an issue. But we're talking about stam. When you see the shul collect the money stam for sake of Torah, they had extra money. Then they could use it for that too. Mace faith. There, there are all kinds of, of uh, these groups these stuckers. I know. I know. Now, well, yeah, for the yeah. army who are collecting. I yeah, know of cases. Yeah, there's a million they cases. Collect, they collect it for Irving. Yeah, yeah, of course. They go. They always say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they don't know what to do. Yeah, with send 190 dollars for the for the boots. Oh, this, I know. What are they going to do? The what are they going to do with those? Yeah. Ask your buddy. What is he doing with all the extra 190 dollars that he collected for the boots? Where is that money going? Yeah. He's returning it. Yeah. That's only if you didn't make a tnai. Listen, Avalhisnu, right? If you made a tnai, if you made a tnai, if you made a tnai, in other words, you didn't make a tnai. Tnai means we made a tnai that it's uh, for this purpose only. Tnai means, like, look, if we have extra money, that's the other question. If you have extra money, uh, we could do with it as we please. That's only if you didn't make a tnai. But if you made a tnai, so listen, we're going to do, if there's extra money, we're going to do whatever we want. We'll see, that's even for a courier. You can use that to mutter. What are we speaking about? We'll see, if we sold the safer to our, let's say, or a shul, whatever it was, a higher kedusha, and there was leftover money, what do you mean can make a tnai here? It already has a kedusha. They collected money, and then there was like some time it is, so the only reason they're allowed to use the money for any purpose is really your question, Irving. It, the, the only reason you're allowed to is because they made it tonight. So listen, if it's extra money, we'll use it for whatever you want. Hello, it's no low, it's mash, but you can't make, you can't stop. There's no tonight. You just can't use the money stop. 
Does not allow them to make a So he wants to know. That's really speaking more. They sold it. We remember we said yesterday you could sell a shul if the uh, seven uh, vod members in the presence of the of the people of the city if they didn't if they didn't make it tonight. Now the Rishon learned different ways. So from Rashi, it's much over here that it means this that if the if the shivat uh, uh, even if it's speaking about where they let's say they sold the shul or they sold the safer Torah now now if, and if there's extra extra money they can use that money for other purposes even though they sold it now if originally when they collected the money for this item they had made this tonight that's how Rashi learns that other Bishon learn differently but uh, that's how Rashi seems to be when they first collected the money but if when they first collected they made it tonight even when you sell it now you sell it now you're still allowed to use the extra money there when they made such a condition but stamets mashma if you collect money let's say for a, a safer Torah and you had extra money there's a few extra dollars at the end you put it into the pushka you put it into the shul funds and they used it for whatever for whatever purposes in the shul that's also okay I'm going to buy a lohmer what is it? He said, he said, he said, if you made it tonight, you could use it for anything in the world. Now, what do you mean anything in the world? One of the rabbis used to be Masada the, the Brises in front of Rav Sheshis, and he used to learn by Rav Sheshis. It's the horsemen of the town. In other words, when they had to send a message to the governor or whatever, they would have like a courier, a horseman, you know, they would pay him. So they could, that's what he said, that if you made it tonight, and you said, listen, we're collecting the money, even when you sell this, according to the way Rashi learns, that even when you, when you, when you made it tonight up front, listen, that the elders of the, of the city, of the shul, will decide what to do with the money, if there's any extra money, when they sell it later on, you can even use that for the horsemen, for the courier. You see from here, many times, even a young rabbi, hears a word, he doesn't know what that word means. We had many times, remember, they didn't know what matate means, they didn't know what this means. Ask somebody who's, who learns in front of the rabbis. He certainly must have heard from him, he must have heard what that word was. So he didn't know what, what this word was, so he asked, uh, he asked one of the rabbis who learned by Here's a rule, you know, what the, the, the elders of the town used to say, listen, everybody has to give a certain amount of money to the tzedakah. We need a certain amount of money for the tzedakah fund, for the Karen Acheset. Everybody has to give money. Let's say some, a group of people went from city A to city B. They went there for the summer, and they spent time in city B. And in city B, they said, okay, you have to give tzedakah. Here's a tzedakah. And they snored money from them. Uh, Nostin, they give the money there. Ukshain Bon, when they return to City A, Mefino Saimon, they could go to the elders and say, listen, we're going back to our town now. We want to take that money. That was our stock of money. My miser, my 10 or 20% that I give, I gave it to you. I want it back because I'm going back to my hometown and I want to give it to my poor, the poor in my hometown. They could do that. And then they give that money to the people in their own city. If a group, notice a group of people, they went from city A to city B. And in city B, they said, give stuck And when they come back, but if an individual, that's fine for a group of people, but if an individual went from city A to city B, and, he, and there he was asked to give stuck and he gave, so he has to give it to that city. In other words, this rule about being able to get your money back is only if a group of people go. Let's say a minion, but if it's an individual, you have to leave it in that They're city. Strange, no? Yeah, that's not a lot. That's a lot. Because once you're back. once you're part of that city, you once you grew up the city, you daven there, you take part in the shul, you have to contribute also, right? That's the rule. If you're part of that city group.
but, a, but a group they gave, you know, you know they, so why, do they, why does the group have to give it all once and say, we're going back? Because you shouldn't look like a person who doesn't give. And that's even the, the group who gave originally, when they leave, they could say, listen, we're going back town. It's like a group of people, you can rely on them. But they had to give it originally, because you can't refuse stucca. If you're, in, you're davening in the shul, you're part of the city, you've got to give money. Ravuna similar to he was Gozer Atanas. All the people from Ravchan and Ravchan's city, they came also to, to Ravchan's town and, they were, and to, to partake in the Tanis. So while they were there, Ravchan said, okay, give Tzedaka. When they wanted to go back, please give us back our money like the rule is when we go back to our town. That's only if a, if a rabbi or the rabbi of the city, a chavir, was not there. If there's a rabbi there, and I'm the rabbi, or Funa said, I took the money, you give it to me. Everybody, and as, even the, the, the anim of your city and of my city, they all rely on me. In other words, when it was done with the rabbinic authority, they don't give back the money. That even if a group went, they don't get their money back. <clears throat> but the rabbi is machalik that stuck, which is really what happened in most towns in Europe. That was the way I was I mean, done. I assume the money, the was, money over- was given away already. You can't get it back. No, no, right, right, right. They gave it if, yeah, no, if they, if they gave it all this out. It's gone. Still right, with they're the still money. sitting with the money, right? But we're saying is when a rabbi does it, then the rabbis were usually the ones where took care of the aniyim. They would always. That's usually what's it's still done like that in many communities where they give the rabbi the stock of money, and the rabbi decides how to give it out. He's the uh, or, or not discretionary or fund, not. right? Or not. Now, <laughs> for a mayor or the mishnah says the gives rebuta. Says you can't sell like a shul or a sefer Torah of a rabbim. You can't sell it to an individual. because the rabbim is a is is kadosh because it's a minion. A minion is a, is a has a shechina there. An individual doesn't. So you're also if you sell even an item, a shul or a, or a sefer or a sefer Torah, you can't sell it from a rabbim to yachid because you're lowering its kadosh. mayor or Rabbi Yehuda. The rabbi said, You can't sell from a, a larger city to a lower city, to a smaller city because it has more producers, more people. So it's Ain Ladav herself, and therefore the rabbis discount Rabbi Yudashita entirely. They give him a good answer. Uh, you know, if that's the case, you can't sell from a bigger city to a small city. It's always, you, know, you never know how many people in the city. For a mayor, there's, the, the city has Kedusha. It's obviously it's more than a minion there. Whether it's 1,000 people or 900 people, that's Kedusha. Rabban Liochad like a Kedusha because there's no Kedusha by if he's less than a minion. For Rabbanan, if you're worried about Kedusha, the more people are in a town, the more Kedusha it is. It's holier. It's, it's a, the, the glory of the king is greater among a greater people. Therefore, you should be worried about that too. And therefore, the rabbis, we discount Rab Meir or Yehuda's Shita. You can only that this here also we have sheet mayor says you can only sell the shul al tanai the condition that I'm gonna I can, if I want we can go back, we can go back on the deal. Because if we want we can go back on the deal. You give me the money back, we'll give you the money back, we can get it back. That's Rameyer Shita. If they want to remain, in other words, because it's, he considers it disgusting to sell a shul to somebody else, right? You can't sell a shul. Rabbi says, to sell something, it's bizarre to sell it. So therefore, you go and sell it tonight. Like we paskin, you can sell it for good, right? You can't just sell it like chutz, except for everyone. You, you, and as we don't care about the kedusha going down, because we said the kedusha gets transferred to the money, you sell it to the Christians, whatever. The kedusha gets transferred to the money, and you buy something else. Right? Except for four things which are disgusting. You can't sell for these four things. Lamerchat's a bathhouse, Laborski a tannery, Latfila for a mikvah, or Lebe Samayim. It either means, either means a, um, 
a bet shimush, or yeah, it can be in a bet shimush, uh, right, uh, or a kvisa or a laundry. It's either a laundry or a bet shimush or a urinal. Rabbi Yudam Mamokro sells a shame chutzur, because you can get around it this way. You sell it stam, and you're for a chutzur, whatever you want. But okay, mashi mashi, you're to yasa, he'll do whatever he wants with it. So it's not a, use it, it's not concerned with the Tanakama would say this too. The Rabbi Yudam says that. The Chachamim, the Chachamim, the Tanakamas are made. Right, that's the Chachamim. So Rebuta says, Rebuta says, you know, don't worry about that. You sell it stam. Whatever the guy does with it is his business. Once it loses condition, the same thing. Beginning the Mishnah, right, right, the same thing, the same Rebbe. thing. He says you could say, Rebuta Rebbe Rebbe certainly says, Rebuta certainly says you could sell it for, you know, you could sell it, uh, uh, you know, um, in perpetuity, not just for, you know, for temporarily, like Rameyer says. Rebuta says, like, you could sell it, but you don't even have to worry what they're going to use it for. That's his business. Well, Rameyer, think about it, Rameyer, hey, but what's going to happen is this. You're going to sell this shul to somebody, right? They're going to live there, do whatever they do there, but you're going to, and, but it's on the condition. But if it's, on, if it's a conditional sale, in other words, you're going to give them money back and maybe take the shul back. So the time that they had it, it's it's like ribbis, it's like interest because they had it for free. Yeah, you think about it, right? Well, the mayor, hey, how, how could the people who bought it temporarily, I'm not right on the condition. How, how could they stay there? How will the ribbis? They it's get like their money back. They, they, they get their money back, and it comes so out that they, the time they send there was ribbis. holds. It goes like It's only going to be ribbis if if it happens. If it happens, if they go back on the deal. So that he says is okay. The Tanya. The same story in the old city where they sold the the. the Building right. building city with it tonight, and when she had come, they they're going to give it back, back right? So then, it's, it's so it's a ribbis. So it's a ribbis. Now here's a case. You have a malva and a lova. The malva lends the lova hundred dollars. and the lova doesn't know if he can buy it back. So he says, he says, I'll sell you my field in case I don't return the money. I'm selling you my field. I'm giving you my field. I'm selling you my field. Vassal is a mecker. If I don't, if I, you know, if, if I don't. So give you back the money, then take my field. In other words, effectively, the money that I took from you is like I said, it's more than collateral. It's like collateral, right? It's like collateral, but I'm giving you the field. You need the field right now. So this mancha mocher Paris, if the mocher, who's the mocher? The lova. If he's eating the field right now, then it's okay, mutter, because maximum it's collateral. It's all the worst case, it's only collateral, right? But lokech Paris, if let's say the lokech, who's lokech? The malva. The malva takes the field as collateral, but he's eating the fruits meanwhile. So he's getting rebid effectively, right? But of course, if if the guy never pays back the money, then it's okay because then effectively it becomes a sale retroactively. So it, so it depends on one side. It becomes that's called sadach On one condition, if he doesn't, if if he returns the money, if the lover returns the money, then it comes and he, and he gets his field back. Comes up the mocher at the paris. That's that's ribis. So mutlug of paris. Even if the Malva, the purchase over here, it's the Paris, it's still Mutter because it's Sadach Abrus. So I'm going to use the pizza, the store like the pizza has been selling. He made his field a sale, meaning when we're returning back, Lulovi says, if I don't give you back the money, take my field, and he gave it to him right now. And here the Malva ate the Paris. They said, so, and so here's a proof that, contribute, that's okay. What's the, what's the proof of their mocha? They're the lova, the, guy, the, the, the borrower. He was eating the paris, and he gave, so the field was effectively only a collateral, but he, the lova was eating the paris. When, on one condition, if the condition gets fulfilled one way, it's, it's ribbis. So if, if the condition doesn't get fulfilled, meaning if he, pays, if he doesn't pay back the loan, and then the sale becomes a sale, then it's not ribbis. If you hold that, you can do away with ribbis. Well, maybe. It depends on the case. 
depends on the case. Well, you can always make, make a, fake, a fake. Yeah, but then it's fake. No, but then there's no ribbons. Right. It, because could, it depends on the case. So you could also do a heter machira. That's how we do it. That's what, what bigger fake deal is than heter machira. Mar suffered tzadach ribbis mut. Mar suffered tzadach ribbis mut. Also, that's machlokas. So Rameir will go like Rabbiuda. Rabbam or Tukuliyam tzadach ribbis mut. Everybody else said it's also. Bahacha ribbis al menas lahach ribbis Here the question is this. He said, listen, if in the end I pay back the loan and you give me back the field, you will also give me back the payers that you ate. That's the we're going to give back the ribbis. Bachel ribbis, I'm an aslafzer. Ben Amar savar ribbis, I'm an aslafzer. Mutter. He says it's mutter. That would be Rameir. Umar savar also one says it's still also. So you could see it both ways. Bachel mochon also mekel. You could sell for. I remember Yeramar Shmuel. Mutter lado mahashim mayim betoch daram shel tefilah. You're allowed to urinate within four amos of a place that you davened. That you davened. You could, Rabbi Yudah said, what's the Kiddush in this? Rabbi Yudah said, you could sell it for anything. Do whatever he wants with it. Even the Rabban who said, you can't do that. You can't sell it for a urinal. You can't sell it for a disgusting thing. That's only by a shul that has a regular Kedusha. You just have to daven here on the way. Who says you can't urinate there? So, so, so it's no chiddush in there. Tani kamei Rav Nachman Hamespal Mark Dams. If you daven some place, you should move away four amos and then umashtin. Vahamashtin. If you urinated first, Mark Dalad Amos, you should move away four amos before you daven in that place. This is pardon. This is not when somebody's not when somebody's davening after you davened or after so you're the location. Location. So I understand that. If you urinated over here, or if, certainly if you defecated, you certainly shouldn't dive there. person How far should a person remove himself from uh, urine and meratzoa? Dalad Amos. It says you should move away. But a person who davens here, why does he have to move away? I davened here. I have to move away. All those are, there's always people davening on the road. People daven in the car. They daven on the road. Doesn't if that's the case, the you'll never be able, yeah, in that case, you'll never be able to, uh, to be mashing anyway because there's always some place to daven. Tony, so he changed it to yishet. Not before you should move away. How long should you wait before, if I dive in a certain spot, I'm on the road, how long should I wait before I urinate? Enough to have moved understand if I, I understand if I urinated here, I should wait before I dive in here, enough to dive because you should wait after you urinate because sometimes some urine can still be dripping out. So you should wait the, the enough time to walk down. But if I dive in, if I dive in here, why do I have to wait uh, you know, enough time to walk down before I urinate over here. And it's not a, it's not a shul. Amravashi, shekol dharmas tefilasos As long if when you finish davening, your lips are still moving, you're still thinking about it. And as a person has kavana, so you should wait davening before. For rechushi machin shvasa, he's still his, his davening is still in his mind, and his lips are still moving. All right, we'll pick it up from here tomorrow, Mir Tzashem, because we're running out of time. But tomorrow's Mars this Mars starts a very interesting things. One of the first things is like they asked all these rabbis, why did you live such a long time? So he said. He said, even though we just explained that if you daven in a certain place, you could urinate there, right? You could urinate there. Still, he didn't. In other words, you could urinate there. Just wait, Thomas. He says, he didn't even urinate there. He always moved away, Dalad Amos, even though technically we said you're allowed to. A shul is different, as we said before. That was the Shiloh uh, that was discussed in the Mishnah. I'll pick him here tomorrow at 530.